0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: I'm Seth Peterson.
2: Hi, I'm Debbie Headren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm
1: George Robert. This is Jocelyn Gilson. Hello, I'm
3: Victor Webb. Hi,
2: this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this
3: is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backseat.
2: Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talkin Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talkin Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch.
1: Joining us is animal expert
4: Barry Siebold.
1: Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866 606 talk That's 866-606-8255. The show is produced by Mr. Bob Page. Hey,
5: what's up, Johnny Boy? What's
1: up, Bobby? How are you today? Doing well. The show is also produced by Mr. Zach Hood, and When you call in, you'll speak with Zach and he'll put you on the air with us at 866 606 talk That's 866-606-8255. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Seaglund. Also joining us this hour, we're going to have a special guest joining in with us. His name is Jim Jenner. He's America's preeminent pigeon expert. We're going to be talking about pigeons for the next couple of minutes, so if you've got a question about it, give us a call. If you've ever raised them, want to raise them, ever thought about, are they really rats with wings? Give us a call. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch.
4: I'm Barry Siebold. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing okay. Sounds weird.
1: (laughs) You sound a little mono. Hey. 866-606-TALK is the number to call. 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you, of course, about your pets. But before we get into your medical questions and your behavior questions, we've got a special guest joining us. And he is actually a former reporter, Jim Jenner. He made the CBS Evening News at the ripe old age of 21 years old. He worked in Asia and New York for CBS and in 1976 returned to his native Northwest and founded Pacific Communications. That's P-A-C-C-O-M. We want to welcome him onto the program right now, Mr. Jim Jenner. Hey, Jenner. Jim. How are you, John? <laughs> I Combined for your first name and your last name. How'd you like that one?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> pretty good.
1: <laughs> hey, um, I want to talk to you about, you know, it's, it's kind of timely on what's going out there in terms of uh, Mike Tyson. He's oh, been yeah. in the news quite a bit lately, I hear, um, and it's mainly he's got an Animal Planet show, and uh, it's called Taking on Tyson, and he's actually going to be working with pigeons?
3: Yeah, he's he's a, a Brooklyn kid who had pigeons from the time he was a little boy. Actually, the first fight he was ever in uh, was when, a, when a, the bully of the neighborhood uh, killed one of his pigeons. And uh, he's always had those very much in his heart. And then what happened was a, a British company uh, approached him and said, we'd like to have you uh, race against some other people who – and he'd not been a racing guy. He's one of the ones that, uses, that loves to have those birds that fly up above the rooftops and they try and capture other people's birds. And uh, So he's gotten into racing, and then each week he, uh, he'll race against some other fancier. So it's, a, it's kind of interesting because he's coming across into the racing world from another part of the, the uh, pigeon hobby.
1: You know, you wouldn't think that pigeons are so prominent out there, but they actually are. There's a lot of people that raise them and, you know, a a lot of people that know the history of them.
3: Oh, yeah, and it's, you know, I've got to get on you because the the rat with wings, that's a Woody Allen expression from one of his movies, and uh, that probably did more to uh, really kind of chill People's thoughts about what has always, what is the oldest domestic bird? I mean, we go back, goes way back before recorded history, probably as long uh, with humans as dogs are, um, probably before cats. And so, it's it, for, for those of us that like pigeons, whether they're birds that race or there's performing birds that tumble in the air, or just you know they raise they raise all kinds for uh, as show birds, very much like dogs and cats. Um, it's really sad because they're they're just a they're a neat pet. They're they're one that. Uh, you know, they're so hardy, they're not very expensive. And, um, you know, I, I think as a little, what what you saw uh, with, a, with a little a poor little boy in the inner city, uh, for a guy like Mike Tyson, that was about the only nature that was around for him. And, uh, you know, it's very much a, a part of his life.
1: Personally, actually, I like pigeons. And, you know, I, I want to introduce you, Right, I should have done that in the beginning, to uh, Barry Siebold. Hello. Hi, Barry. Barry, do you like pigeons? Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I've never
4: had one. Um, but you know it's funny now that I think about my sister, her neighbor actually has racing pigeons.
1: Well, I have to state actually is right down about five houses down from Mayan, this guy has a pigeon barn. and I can always tell because he keeps some kind of a light on there, like a red light. what's 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 the premise of a red light in the barn?
3: Boy, it could be a number of things. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll put a light on if, the, if they want the birds to, to recognize a place. But one, of, if he's a racing man, one of the things that that they do a lot now, John, is um, they manipulate light to to make sure that the birds are fully molted before they go racing. Because if you have a hundred percent of a wing when you're when the when a bird's racing, it really makes a difference in um, in how fast they can fly.
1: You know, I gotta ask you, Jim. Is that you know, uh, when I drive down, they're all over the you know the telephone poles and the wires. You see all these pigeons. It's it's something out of the birds from Alfred Hitchcock. I'm waiting for Tinker Hedron <laughs> to drive by. But um, when a bird poops on you, I had heard that that's good luck, and I have been pooped on by several <laughs> pigeons.
3: <laughs> well. You know, it's probably, uh, I, I wish, I wish the, uh, it wasn't so, but the, all the, you know, every, in 50 years of keeping pigeons, I think I've heard every statue joke. Uh, you know, the fact that there are so many feral pigeons in the city is really a just a function of the fact that they are such a successful bird. They They really do well wherever there's a food supply unfortunately in the United States people have gotten and it's been it's really been uh energized by the pest control industry they're trying to make people think that they're extremely dangerous that the the droppings are bad for you and that's that's baloney um uh, over in Europe they 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 have a really nice system where they basically keep people from feeding them other than a couple of small locations and then near those locations they let the birds breed and then they take away the eggs and you know, places there's towns where they've cut their population by uh, up to ninety percent without poisoning, without killing any birds, and yet you know, and you know, you're living in New York. You know, there's people in in the neighborhoods. There's particularly lonely people that love to go feed the birds. They just that's their one contact with nature. So it's sad in the United States that uh, you know the pigeons have gotten such a bad rap. And it, it, it does if you can imagine. You know that you know how much of an issue feral cats are. Well, imagine if feral cats were uh caused it so that people couldn't keep cats i mean that's how some of us pigeon people feels pretty um but if you get a bird that uh most of the time the ones that are on a wire yeah you might you might get uh you get hit but racing pigeons most pigeons when they uh when they're up and flying they never they never poop in the air it's uh once the wheels come up, uh, you know, and I've I've videotaped the beginning of races in Belgium where I've had probably twenty-five to fifty thousand birds go over my head without a single drop on me. So I guess that was bad luck for me. Was that right, John, or what?
1: I guess it was. But, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I could have swore that pigeon was flying, unless maybe he was <laughs> maybe he was wearing like you know a different kind of feather outfit or something. He just, <laughs> he he just did, had yeah. it
4: out for you, John. <laughs>
1: What's this? I hear that a, a, a pigeon, a racing pigeon, actually sold for like two hundred and thirty thousand dollars in a, in Belgium.
3: Oh. Yeah, there's. The, what's happened is that you know pigeon racing has always been a big sport in Belgium. Uh, the birds that were used as messenger birds a couple hundred years ago were converted into you know basically thoroughbreds in the sky. And about twenty years ago, when China opened up, people realized that uh, mainland China had as many people with racing pigeons as the rest of the world combined, and since then the chinese uh, both taiwanese and mainland chinese uh, it's it's a sport where it's not just a middle class or lower class it's it's there's a lot of upper upper class people racing very competitively and the birds it's the, the best birds in the world are thought to come from belgium and holland so there was a, a fellow who was a very successful racer he died and they sold um, i think about 200 of his pigeons brought almost uh, i think it was a million eight that they that they but then one bird sold for 200,000 but it was a bird that had won two races John where it was up against 20,000 birds in one race and 10,000 in another so you know you can imagine it's kind of like a secretariat or a you know a very very strong uh, uh, flyer but also he was uh, I think five or six years old and already had sons and grandchildren or children and grandchildren that had won races too so that's what anybody's looking for is a bird that uh, not only can perform but also is prepotent and, and yeah. has the ability to... Uh,
1: hold on Hold on to that thought for a second. Sure. We're going to take a little break. And if you want to check us out, you can do so at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. Click on, watch us live, and you can watch us on the website. Once again, this is Talkin' Pets.
0: Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Yeah. Buster.
2: L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Whether they're
0: big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes in here that'll get you in the game.
2: Go to KidsFootLocker.com and enter the code AFPLR1KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPLR2KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at KidsFootLocker.com. And cover those funky feet. 20 that's it you're
0: madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore your feathers are ruffled your dander is up and you've got a definite bone to pick join us each week on pet peeves the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets your host pet expert and award-winning author amy shojai will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off pet peeves every week on demand Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. This is like, this is where the pigeon believes that he's an eagle. Oh yeah, and he soars to the sky. Exactly. Okay. All right, I'll go with that, Bobby.
5: (laughs) (laughs) We're we're thinking higher things. Most people think bad about pigeons. I'm thinking good things. I understand they mate for life.
1: Yep. They do actually. That's kind of cool. I got a little stat that Jim sent to me. Actually, um, oh, better yet, let me have let me have Jim tell us that. (laughs) Good idea. Hey, Jim, is that true that pigeons mate for life?
3: Yes, they do. They're uh, and they actually have been because of that. They're they're, they've been the symbol of love for so long. You know. Uh, that's why they're on uh, Christmas cards and that type of thing. They uh, they will mate for life, but they're also pretty practical. If they won't, they're not like swans. If they lose a mate, they will they will remate. And uh, but uh, if you leave them together, they'll yeah they'll they'll stay uh, forever.
1: So basically, they, have, they kind of have a gentle courtship, correct? And In, including kissing.
3: They they do. Yep, and it's. Uh, it's one of the ones where I'm working on a film with kids and pigeons, and it's it's a pretty gentle way for them to understand the birds and the bees, without any bees around. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's they they have a, uh, I guess from a bird standpoint, they take their time and they uh, they love each other. I mean, you kind of you can kind of see it the way they, they they coo and and fly together. Um, they, once they make a nest, it's, it's really a, uh, that's the most important place in the world to them. And then both parents, also not only are they made for life, but both parents raise uh, the babies. And the reason you never see a baby pigeon is that when they're born, they're, they're totally helpless. They, uh, like like, like more, to the, more of the higher order animals, they develop a lot outside the shell. And uh, so they have to be you know, incubated by their parents for uh, weeks before they, before they ever you know, fledge out and can fly. But, you know, uh, you,
1: you mentioned actually because you, you're not only a, a preeminent but you're also a renowned documentary filmmaker uh, you logged over 50 years of pigeon keeping and produced 11 award-winning films on the subject but you just mentioned that you're doing a film is it called young wings
3: young wings yes yeah, it's it's, um, it's kind of a labor of love John I've, I've tried to, to capture there's a there's a real movement now to get kids outside there's a Richard Lou wrote a book called no Child now, let's see, "Last Child in the Woods," which mentioned nature deficit disorder, and all of us that keep pets understand how incredible that connection can be for a child. And unfortunately, with the with the explosion of technology and organized sports, where kids are you know told what to do by adults, kids don't explore and they don't get to to do those things anymore. I'm trying to show how the homing pigeons and, and pigeons in general, but homing pigeons in particular. Uh, we, we got a horse trailer and took it onto an empty corner of a playground, a little school, and just we doc, we're documenting what happens when these kids can actually interact with these birds, because they're so, they're so hardy, and the, the kids learn to, you know, get them to eat out of their hand, and then I've been going around the world to, to other examples. There's a wonderful effort in Massachusetts, there's a, uh, in, At the biggest youth prison in England, actually the biggest youth prison in Europe, they they have a pigeon program where some of the birds from the Queen of England, she's a pigeon racing enthusiast, they've donated birds for some of those young kids, uh, really pretty hard-time kids, uh, to have the experience of of being connected with with animals, and the pigeons are, are what they work with. And for children, what's, I think, kind of magical compared to other pets is that, you know, Pigeons actually, once, once they are uh, home in on a place, you can let them out, they fly, uh, we send messages with them, we've had races with them, you know, just little 5- and 10-mile sprints. And uh, it's really fun to see how kids today still, with all they say about you can't reach kids anymore, boy, I, I, don't, I, think, I think that's wrong. I think you, re- you certainly can they're kind of desperate to connect with living things.
1: No, I agree with that. I think one of the ways that you can definitely reach out reach out to children is through pets. You know, pets, animals in general, and um, you know they're always affectionate through, through that, no matter what type of an animal it is. You yep. also you also mentioned like some um, pigeon stories where you know like for instance um, they've been used to smuggle drugs and diamonds. I could actually kind of see that.
3: Oh um, yeah, they and and uh, they just uh, the Chinese military just announced uh, last week they're they're ramping up their their homing pigeon flock to uh, which has been just like a thousand birds or something. They're going to add ten thousand birds to it. And people, my email lit up with friends teasing me. But the reality is, you know, let's look at let's look at Japan right now, at a place where after an earthquake, telecommunications is is dramatically affected, and in Tunisia and Egypt and every, all those places where as soon as the government wanted to to uh, slow things down, what did they do? They turned off the web and turned off cell phones. So. Homing pigeons are, uh, you know, have always been up until the telegraph and the phone were the fastest way to send messages, and uh, uh, that's still kind of a, a current thing today.
1: When they were using pigeons for such purposes, on passing on messages or smuggling or something of that effect, um, was it? They were at risk, weren't they? I mean, people would actually watch the skies for pigeons and try to shoot them down.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. They, particularly the first world, first and second world war. Um, in the trenches of the First World War, they very often would have uh, guys who were facing backwards. The Germans did, in particular, guys were facing backwards. So if they saw any pigeons coming uh, carrying secret messages from behind their lines, they would try to shoot them. Um, and you know, in New York, there was when in the old days when the ships were coming from Europe, uh, most of the newspapers had homing pigeons that that they would let go, um, you know, about a hundred miles off, off offshore, so that they could get the news before. Um, before the ships arrived, that was pretty common, you know, where you are now. Reuters news agency, actually, which is now the world's largest, I think, started as a as a homing pigeon service in uh, between Germany and Belgium.
1: Well, Jim, once again, the, the the documentary that you're working on now is called Young Wings, and when do you expect that to be out?
3: It'll be out probably. Uh, we hope to have it out by the end of this year. We just we keep stumbling into good stories of uh, you know pigeons and kids. Uh, there's a, there's stories of uh, well, one, one school program in Belgium where they had several autistic kids that just showed really profound, uh, changes when they were given the responsibility of caring for these birds. Um, I've, I'm, I'm going to be going next month down to California where some, some kids in some really hardcore neighborhoods are keeping what they call roller pigeons, which are apparently pretty popular with some of the senior guys in the gangs. And if the kids keep pigeons, the gangs, you don't have to join a gang, and so uh, you know one of the things about pigeons is that people, you know, I've, I've heard the jokes all my life, but they really are uh, nature that can go into the grittiest urban setting and and still be uh, still bring this this wonderful thing of watching something fly, and uh, that's that's always been my my joy of seeing how. You, know, you you go back to a guy like Tyson who had nothing as a child but that you know he did have some contact with nature and obviously it's you know he's had a tough life but uh, you know today it, it, it if you watch that show you realize he's a pretty calm person because of his connection with that, that particular pet
1: Well Jim if people want to find out more about you they can go to pigeonfilms.com correct
3: Yep and I've got a there's a com has got you know, just different comments about things and uh, you know really uh, just just as a pet, I hope people consider them. Uh, you know, they're just a, it's something that is a pretty easy to keep, and our website's got links if you're interested in whether, whenever, what, whatever kind of pigeon uh, it might be. There's lots of people all over that uh, are, you know, once they keep them, they tend to want to help other people enjoy them too.
1: Well, Jim, thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. i got 10 seconds to say goodbye, and uh, thanks for joining us on. And once again, this is
2: Talking Pets be right back
4: right
0: after these messages stay
2: tuned Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order. And free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code LUCKY, L-U-C-K-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at (laughs) ShoeBuy.com. These are available. Ah. Ah. Join us every week on Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. Ah. We're your hosts, Barbara Heinrich from Good Birding and Robin Schwokas from The Leather Elves. How do I learn more about my parrot? Spread your wings and get ready to fly. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs>
5: With this hour's Talking Pets News from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch.
1: Out of Washington Township, New Jersey, a pink-footed goose was spotted in the state for the first time. It has been hanging with Canada geese at Schlegel Lake. Now, the birds breed in Greenland, Iceland, and Norway. Their growing population has created more competition in their traditional wintering grounds. I wonder if they'll let those goose marry. (laughs) (laughs) In Birmingham, Alabama, a
4: coalition including birders, hunters, environmentalists, coal mining companies, Alabama Power, and the Christian Coalition plans to push the legislature to extend the life of Forever Wild, a program for buying and preserving public land. Without legislation, its funding to buy land will cease in 2012.
1: Out of Morgantown, West Virginia, West Virginia University's dining halls are switching to certain, are certified humane cage-free eggs at the request of students. Now, Assistant Director for Residential Dining Kathy Curtin said the school's food service distributors only recently made the eggs available at a reasonable cost.
4: In Idaho Falls, Idaho, a parrot left in the drop box at the Idaho Falls Animal Shelter loves women but doesn't like baths or men, according to a note left with it. The parrot has a yellow head, red breast, and green back and tail. Shelter worker Clarissa Graham says the parrot is a fun addition to the shelter.
1: Out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, there are 12 ceramic squirrels waiting to be discovered, like the rest of us. As part of a uh, downtown business association squirrels on the square promotion, now association president uh, Mitchell Barron said finding at least six squirrels wins a chance in a drawing at month's end. The Daily News is publishing clues to finding the squirrels.
4: In Great Falls, Montana, hundreds of pronghorn antelope and deer have been killed by trains in Montana this winter after herds gathered on tracks to escape deep, deep snow. Mark Sullivan of Fish and Wildlife and Parks said the train recently killed about 270 pronghorn antelope and 18 deer were found dead on the tracks as well.
1: What did they do, sit there and wait for it to come by? I I guess so. I don't see how anything possibly gets hit by a train to begin with.
4: Well, apparently pronghorn (laughs) antelope are not really
1: smart. I mean, I grew up around trains when I was a kid. Now you remember up, yeah. up north, and yeah. I don't remember them moving that fast. <laughs> well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. Give us a call 866 606 8255.
5: Are you going to take me home tonight? home
4: oh, tonight.
1: Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch.
4: I'm Barry Sigal.
1: Hey.
5: This may be the worst cover I have ever heard of a Queen song. Wow. Queen, Freddie Mercury can't be duplicated. is awful john Ugh. i know you love the show
1: it's a great show
5: and it may be i'll give you that it's very popular We're talking about clean but this is awful don't it is
1: it, i didn't think it was that bad. i mean I the, music, the bad music
5: is okay but the singing
1: but see he's a heavy right? rocker
5: it's got nothing to oh, i love not, i love the original no. band queen which would not no, be considered I, I, a okay heavy rocker.
1: i'll give you that i mean you it's totally different than what you would get out of the original but it's still enjoyable I mean, and that's they made it their own, which is if you're going to do a cover song, I'd I'd rather I'd actually rather see somebody do make it of their own.
5: Sadly, though, they didn't really make it their own because it sounds identical just with an awful singer.
1: <laughs> which one is this, by the way? Tuckerman. Oh, the one with the uh, mohawk. The mohawk, yeah. Uh, okay. Nice you, try, buddy. So if you watch Glee, hey, uh, Glee has outsold Elvis Presley. I think Mariah Carey, the whole gang, in terms of Billboard.
5: They so. also elected Barack Obama. The American public are idiots. Ugh. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel
4: oh, over there, Bobby. I'm, re-
1: I'm so going to get mail. <laughs> could you shut your mouth over there? <laughs> I could chastise him like a million times.
5: Sarcasm, sir. Sarcasm comedy here
1: and people don't understand sarcasm these you know, days you need a little <laughs> delay button I'm telling so you, that you I do that so stuff I can out. shut him up over there oh I'm gonna get such hate mail
5: <laughs> forward it to me
1: I will tell you that it's not my opinion it's exactly the idiot over there behind the board
5: <laughs> don't take anything I say seriously except everything
1: 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number to call, 866-606-8255. And if you want to call him an idiot, we welcome him. (laughs) Um, So, um, by the way, um, if you want to check out, of course, Jim Jenner, and we were talking about pigeons. First time I think I've ever done a pigeon conversation on the show. Yeah, I, so I think so. I think it actually is. And um, and Jim Jenner was on. And, you know, I, I kind of got into the interview, and I, I requested the interview about Mike Tyson because he's doing this show on Animal Planet. And you right, said right, he, yeah. just, he just made the news, right?
5: Yeah, Pete is all upset. Anytime anybody popular is in the news and they're doing something new, they quick to jump on the bandwagon and, you know, go, ooh, it's a great it's way animals. for them to get
1: marketing and branding. Exactly. And, you know, and get noticed. Yeah, it's what they do. Yeah, And, you know, it's free press, basically. Um, Look at uh, Charlie Sheen. Um, But. um, Winning! (laughs) (laughs) Nutcase. But that's a.
5: And they're, in fact, all over him, too, for his use of tiger blood. So there you
1: go. Yeah, well. Who aren't they on? Me give them time. Yet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, Peter. Bring it. <laughs>
1: if you've got a question, a comment, or a story, pick up the phone and give us a call at 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. We want to talk with you about your pets. 866-606-8255. At the clinic that you were working at, Barry, did you ever have pigeons come in? Because I know you had birds come in. like Yeah,
4: parrots. well, they were just wild pigeons. They weren't, like, anybody's pets or anything like that. You know, just... Somebody pick them up on the side of the street and bring them in and like fix them up and let them go.
1: You know, um, and, and pretty much the same thing. I mean, you're going to treat a pigeon the same way that you're going to treat a parrot, right?
4: For, yeah, I mean, do you,
1: for the most part, yeah. So, broken
4: wing's a broken wing, whether you're a you know a parrot or a macaw or a pigeon or a macaw.
1: How long do you have to keep them in like a brace or something like that or whatever d- when you have? The really
4: wing? depends on the break and where it is and so on and so forth.
1: Well, if you've got a question or a comment, pick up the phone, give us a call, 866 606 8255. 866 606 talk. Don't forget, like we said, uh, you can go to pigeonfilms.com, and the other one I think it was jimjenner.com, right? I believe so. What did I say at the beginning? Gin- you I called put up, Jim I called
4: and Jenner. I did. All of, How did I say like, that?
1: Now that I'm trying it was to like say Jimmer it?
4: Jimmer or something like that. Jenner.
1: Gin- Jenner, Gin- Jenner or I something. I was like, okay. Well, Too much fresca there, John. I'm telling you. Eight, is, is there caffeine in this? 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We want to talk to you about, of course, your pets. And if you want to watch us live on the stream, you can do so um, at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. Click on Watch Live, and you can watch us live on the webcam, of course. For some reason, I think the uh, chat room is not working right now, but we'll hopefully get that going if you want to chat with us on there. But uh, right now you can watch us at least, so check it out. And, of course, there's a lot of information on there. And you, you can join our Facebook, and then you can also join our Twitter if you want to, um, right there at the top of the page as well. So that's TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 866 talk no, no, nobody is watching the webcam. Knows why I just I, I just well never mind. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching the webcam, you know what I just did. It was only a joke to Barry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Eight uh-huh. six 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 zero six eight two five five.
5: Gotta be careful. Justin Bieber got in a lot of hot water for doing that to the paparazzi.
1: Yeah, I heard. You know, um, on a serious note though, with everything going on in the world, you've been watching the news in Japan. Of course, you've seen. You've been watching the news channels. Why? What happened? <laughs> I'm just kidding, yes. <laughs> I mean, just amazing. I mean, yeah, that was the weird part was crazy. when I woke up that day, um, on the eleventh, which was yesterday, um, it was just um you kept hearing even on the radio, you kept hearing everybody saying apocalyptic. I mean that was the word everybody kept using.
4: Well, of course, because of everything that's going around with the end of the world. Yeah, that well stuff. that
1: coming up. I mean they're saying I had heard that the end of the world is actually going to be May twenty first of twenty eleven.
4: They bumped it up a whole year.
1: Yeah. No longer December 21st of 2012. So, But it's a lot going on, though. I mean, the earthquake in Haiti and the earthquake in New Zealand and now this major earthquake, um, the strongest earthquake Japan has ever seen and the fifth strongest in the world um, since they've been recording them. I think it was like since 1900. And um, it's just amazing.
4: Well, you know, we do live on a geologically active planet. It's yeah. going to happen.
1: Like an 8.9 on the Richter scale, I mean, frightening. And that tsunami, did, just watching it. On oh the, yeah, I was so watching just it. Just astonishing. And I didn't know this, but actually, when the tsunami, com- when the, when the earthquake hits and the tsunami comes in, it actually was moving at 500 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then when it hit land, it was still moving. Once it hit land, at going across the land at 30 miles an hour. Yeah, which is just amazing. You know, the chances of somebody getting out of the way of that are nil. I
4: was watching some, you know, they had like the live live streaming videos and mm-hmm. all that, and you could see all the water coming in, like heading towards like a road know, or I, something, yeah. and there's like a bunch of cars on there, and I'm like, go, 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 yeah. step on it.
1: But well, where are you going to go? I, I kind of did the same thing. I was like, just drive through the fields. That's
4: exactly <laughs> what I said. I'm like, drive through the fields, go! <laughs> I
1: mean, you know, your chances of running are as slim as your chances of driving away from it, but... Just frightening, all those poor people that, you know, people that have lost their lives and the family members that lost family members. And, you know, I was having a conversation with someone about it It was when Indonesia, remember when Indonesia got hit by the tsunami? Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, on Dancing with the Stars, the girl that, uh, that model is going to be one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars, the one that actually lived through it, but she lost her fiance. Um, top model. She's like one of the supermodels out there, and she broke most of the bones in her body or something. And, Ouch. And, and now she's you know going to be on that show, Dancing with the Stars. I don't but realize how powerful water can be. Exactly. And the thing is, though, is that we were talking about in Indonesia, before the tsunami hit, um, the animals. People actually saw all the animals. Wildlife, Hightailing everything. it. Yes, yep. towards higher ground. Mm-hmm. So uh, my example on that, and I don't know how it happened to Japan, whether, you know, I don't know how many animals they have there or whatever, or wildlife, but... You know, it's a clue to keep an eye on your on your animals, your pets. Work. You see
4: all the pigeons taking off. I'm
1: telling you. You see something flying off or, you know, if I Minds see my like... cat darting underneath the table one night or something, <laughs> I'm going to know that I'm going to have to get under there with it. <laughs> but I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends that live in California actually would do that. if They'll, they'll watch the reaction Wait, of their pets.
4: Look at it around here. When... Um we're going to get, like, a hurricane or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll notice about 24 hours or so all the birds are gone. Yeah. You go outside, and there's, like, no birds.
1: No, the birds are gone, and you'll see movement of snakes and stuff like that. They're all up, you know, they're all moving. Uh huh. Um, in that case, you know, it's it's the most bizarre thing, but you can really tell a lot by Mother Nature what's going to happen if you keep an eye out for what the how the animals are reacting. That's a big thing to do. Um, but Great, it,
4: now I'm going to be watching all the birds all, I'm going to be like that crazy person <laughs>
1: <laughs> But, you know, it, it is a clue I mean, and y- you should actually pay attention to it I mean, there's a lot that we can tell from our animal friends That we don't take advantage of You know, the average person But, you know, again, my heart goes out And I know all of ours do to the people in Japan And I know there's yep. a lot of help going to them From the United they States get those and other countries
4: Reactors Oh, I know that that the was weird, going to and, be bad. And, and then
1: they're releasing, you know, radioactive vapor into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to a meteorologist friend of mine last night about, you know, even that the vapor is coming out over the oceans. I mean, just like the tsunami headed towards Hawaii, and they had destruction, and so did the west coast of the United States. Uh, California and Oregon got hit pretty bad in their boating areas. A lot of destruction, millions of dollars there, and you wonder about the vapors coming through the air, radioactivity. Can that come across the oceans as well? Scary situation. Yep. So like the birds fell out of the sky in Arkansas and Louisiana. If you start seeing things dropping from the sky, you know it's not good breathing air. (laughs) Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebold. We're killing ourselves. That's what it comes down to. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Don't forget, you can check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. You can join our Facebook and become one of our fans on there, and uh, you'll get a lot of information on there and videos and so on and so forth. Or join us on Twitter as well. You can do so right on our website at TalkinPets.com.
0: Talkinpets. Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, so how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from
1: experience,
2: feels like home for her. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y the number 10 and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one carat brilliant diamonds, channel set in 14 carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at diamond.com. Ice.com or diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. How would you like your business to reach
1: out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information.
2: There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at
0: PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, Where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all... What were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. (laughs) PetLifeRadio.com.
5: The body of a soldier who died along with his record-breaking sniffer dog in Afghanistan is being returned home to the United Kingdom. Talking Vets News Refine, Bob Page. Lance Corporal Liam Tasker was shot dead while on patrol in Afghanistan. In the ashes of his 26-year-old dog Theo were flown home on the same plane. I think he was 26-year-old and I don't think the dog was. Lance Corporal Tasker, who was called a rising star by Army chiefs, was shot by Taliban snipers, and Theo died of a seizure shortly after his master. The soldier and his 22-month-old dog had made 14 fines in five months while out on the front lines. Just three weeks ago, Springer Spaniel Theo was praised as a record-breaking Army sniffer dog. The pair's success at uncovering so many explosives and weapons had resulted in their tour of Afghanistan being extended by a month. If you'd like to see some pictures of Lance Corporal Theum Tasker, and his dog Theo, along with a quick tribute video, you can log on to TalkingPets.com and click on the Facebook icon on the top of the page and find this story and see all the good stuff. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Hage.
1: And once again, you're listening to and Pets. I'm John Patch. Uh very simple.
5: South Florida they there non point just in case you are curious.
1: And our best wishes, of course, go out to the soldiers that are over there fighting in Afghanistan, of course, and also the soldiers that we're sending over to Japan. I mean, because we don't know what's going to happen over there. Um, during the break, Barry had mentioned to me also about that nuclear reactor. I don't know what the news has said now since we've been on the air, but um, I know it was very risky of what was going on over there and they had one building explosion already there at the reactor. So, I don't know. You think modern technology and then all of a sudden stuff like this happens and you wonder if we're better off living in a cave, which we might be diverting back (laughs) to that.
5: Absolutely not better living in a cave.
4: (laughs) No. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Bobby on that I'll take technology
5: and all of its flaws. Thank you.
1: Well, you want to have dinosaurs. Not yet, anyway. Well, (laughs) Well, you never know. Jurassic Park
5: is certainly coming. Aren't they doing something with that woolly mammoth? Yeah,
4: yeah actually, they're they're uh, extracting what
5: DNA, and they're gonna—they've
1: been doing that for a while. Yeah, try and make one, aren't they? Yeah, trying it's only to bring, a matter of time. Trying to bring one back.
5: I'm gonna get hunted down by a T-Rex. I better start getting fit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see, me, Bobby, and Barry. Who's gonna get eaten first? Bobby. <laughs> I can run faster. I'll probably be the second.
5: I'm gonna
4: I'm gonna watch the birds, and when they take off, I'm yeah, out of then, there. Barry will be
1: already <laughs> gone. Hey 866-606 talk is the number 866-606 8255 if you want to call of course and um, by the way you can watch us live on the uh, on the on the on the uh, on the web uh, right on our, our website at TalkinPets.com. <laughs> t a o k i n uh pets.com TalkinPets.com. i am having like a brain fart right now on uh, the webcam, that's what I was looking for. So you can watch us on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. All you got to do is look at the banner hanging over my shoulder, and I'll be able to tell. So you can see that, actually, on our webcam. And our chat room is working now. So you can chat with us and tell us. And if you want to call Bobby an idiot for his comment earlier, we welcome that. Um, so check it out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. Click on Watch Live, and you can watch us on there. Um, by the way... Um, it was an 8.9 earthquake that struck Japan, as everybody knows, but six canine disaster search teams trained by the Search Dog Foundation have been activated to respond to the deadly earthquake and tsunami in Japan as part of Los Angeles County Task Force 2. Now, the L.A. Task Force was mobilized along the Virginia's Task Force 2 by the U.S. Agency for International Development, and which has dispatched disaster assistance response teams, called DART, actually, to help coordinate rescue efforts. You know Maria Pryas, our friend here on the show, is part of that DART um, according to uh, the USAID, um, each task force will be composed of approximately 72 personnel, including urban search and rescue canines and some 75 tons of rescue equipment. Now, the teams are actually um, Eric Gray and Riley, Riley, of course, being the dog, uh, Gary uh, Durian and Baxter, Ron Haretsky and Pearl, Bill Monahan and Hunter, Jasmine Degura and Cadillac, and Linda T- uh, Tacanelli and, jo- and Joe. Um, Most of them are with the uh, Santa Barbara and L.A. County Fire Departments, except for Linda. She is a civilian. The teams are in the process of getting health uh, clearance for their dogs from their veterinarians. I know I did see that some of them have actually been deployed. Um, And, matter of fact, I was wrong. Yes, it's Maria Ryan. I'm sorry. Uh, Maria Ryan, last name was changed, um, married. And um, so no longer (laughs) Prius. It's Ryan Ryan. Um, so, uh, she's actually a member of DART. But, yeah, it's, it's just, you don't really see, Barry, I mean, f- for instance, you own a Chihuahua. You don't really see that Chihuahua <laughs> on that plane going out for, you know, for rescue work. But the interesting part is...
4: She'll find a Scooby Snack, though, Why really not, quick.
1: though? I mean, why not a Chihuahua? Because of the fact that a Chihuahua can get down into those areas, you know, where a Labrador or a German yeah, Shepherd yeah. won't. Maybe
5: they're not smart enough.
1: There's a lot of smart... Chihuahuas. Saldry dogs.
5: I think they're too <laughs> can, you fragile. See a,
4: can
1: you see a Chihuahua shaking like a leaf? Yeah, uh, I'm not going in there. <laughs>
5: what is your problem? You go in there. Yeah.
4: And if you know, and I'm sure the people out there that actually own Chihuahuas can vouch for this. Mine barely touches the floor. She does not like to walk on her own. <laughs> I have to take her everywhere.
5: Prima donna puppy. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, there are some precautions just for, you know, earthquakes or anything out there. You want to ensure your pets are properly identified. Uh, Keep a collar, identification tag, or even, um, you know, of course, a microchip um, is a a good identification for them. Make sure you have a way to keep your pets safely confined um, if you do have to evacuate. Um, And because of the law, that has been changed. Most of the times I believe you are able to take your pet with you now, which when uh, Katrina came through, none of the people were able to take their pets with them. And um, make sure that you have uh, storing drinking water, not only for you, but for your pet as well. That's very important. Um, even if you are not sure where to take your animals, uh, do not leave them behind unless it would compromise your own safety. And I know that would be very hard for any of you to leave them behind. And if you uh, leave a pet behind, ensure it is always uh, has an escape route. You don't want to tie it to anything or keep it in a crate because that's not going to be good for the dog. Make sure it can fend for itself if need, if need be. And if your car stalls while in flowing water, abandon it immediately before it's over your head. Uh, taking with you any animals, of course. And again, don't compromise your own safety. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us in this hour of Talkin' Pets. We'll talk to you again very soon. Stay new to your pets. I'm John Patch.
5: I'm uh, Barry Siegel. Dustin Pedroia.
1: And our, like I said, our hearts go out to everybody in Japan. We wish them the best. And we take it from here and see what happens. But hopefully the world's not looking like a good place right now. <laughs> but we're I'm trying. Leaving. I'm leaving tomorrow. Talk to you again very soon. Check us out at TalkinPets.com.